This is Known Podcast, hosted by Dustin Bennett, the lead pastor of Known Victory Church in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Known Podcast is dedicated to helping you grow closer to Jesus, unleashing the power of your creativity, and developing you as a leader. We hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, welcome back, Known Podcast. So excited um, that you're joining us again today for the last episode of season two. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in and joining the conversation. And today I want to talk specifically about mental health. And I truly believe that our world is in the middle of an absolute health crisis when it comes to our mental health. We are in an absolute health crisis crisis in social media and streaming platforms and the internet have really made us an impact on all of us. And I think for a lot of us, they have incredible benefits, right? All these things, the internet, but they also have a very huge negative impact on each of us. When we look around the world, what do we see? We see fear, we see panic, we see anxiety, we see depression, we see suicide, we see substance abuse, we see obesity on an upward trajectory. When it comes to our overall health, I think a lot of us are really struggling. You know, in fact, we've seen church attendance uh, dwindle and it's been on a steady decline for the past 30 years, down around 30 to 40%, with actually 70 to 80% of high school students leaving the faith after they graduate. 70 to 80% leaving the faith. And we're seeing enormous amounts of problems within ourselves. I don't think, I think all of us, we can see all these problems, all the things that, that are happening just within ourselves, let alone what's happening globally across the entire world. We look at how, where we are right now compared to maybe where we were even two to three years ago. We see ourselves as, as much less healthy. Maybe we're eating worse. Maybe we're exercising less. Maybe we're, we're, we're spending less, less time with Jesus. Maybe we're sleeping worse. Like I think a lot of us, when we look at it right now, we're actually a, a lot less healthy than we used to be. We're spending time binge-watching Netflix and scrolling aimlessly on Facebook and scrolling aimlessly on Instagram. We might be fighting more with our spouse and spending more time working at home maybe rather than even spending time with our families or we're spending more time at the office than we are spending time with our children. And our alcohol consumption maybe has gone up drastically. We can't go one day without turning to pornography. We're searching for anything that will help us feel better. Anything that we can to medicate ourselves to help us feel better. We're searching for something that might actually make us feel anything. We just want to feel something. We're really struggling, I think, a lot of us when it comes to our health. And we're trying to medicate with the wrong medicine. We know we're going through a lot. There's so much pain in our world. There's so much brokenness within our world, so much brokenness within our families, and so much brokenness just happening all around us. And it is really, really challenging to, to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And for some of us, we need to learn how to breathe. You know, stress and worry is so high that we feel like we can't even breathe. And what's fascinating to me is, is, is that the original meaning of the word worry came from the word strangle or to choke. And I think for all, as most of us know, that oftentimes when our stress levels are so high, when our worry is so high, when our anxiety is so high, some of us, it's actually hard for us to breathe. Like one of the first things to realize that we're struggling is when breathing becomes hard, we're hyperventilating and we can't even breathe properly. We need to learn how to breathe again because when anxiety comes, breathing becomes difficult. And our prayer 
And my prayer for all of us is that we can learn how to breathe again, how we can learn how to take care of our mental health again. It's time for us to, to start being offensive when it comes to our mental health. How can we become much healthier as people? Some of us were struggling to not just thrive, we're just struggling to survive, to make it through what one more day. You know, right now in Canada, suicide is second leading cause of death for youth and young adults ages 15 to 35. Second leading cause of death. This is a crisis. This is a crisis within our society. We need to learn how to attack our mental health, not just cope with our mental health? How do we learn to actually be more aggressive and actually taking control back and learning how we can actually cope with our struggles when it comes to our mental health? And you know, the, the reality is, is that according to statistics, one in five people are struggling with some sort of mental health within their life, some sort of mental health problem within their life, one of five people. That means there's a lot of people in our world who are going through a mental health crisis in real and profound ways. And we need to talk about it. We need to learn how to be as leaders, as followers of Jesus, as parents, as spouses, as CEOs, as friends. Learn how we can actually become healthier as people. We can learn how to become healthier as individuals. And I need you to know right from the beginning that um, I'm, I'm part of this statistic. You know, I struggle with my mental health. I struggle with anxiety. I've struggled with depression in the past. And this is a real story for me. It's not just something that I just want to talk about because I know people struggle. Like this is a struggle for me as well. And I believe that for all of us, there's something we can learn as we talk about how to take care of ourselves better. And there's a story that I really quickly want to read through from the scriptures that I think can help us when it comes to our mental health and how we to go on the offensive when it comes to dealing with it. And this comes from uh, Luke chapter 5, verse 17 to 25. I'm just going to read it really fast. And it says, One day while Jesus was teaching, some Pharisees and teachers uh, of religious law were sitting nearby. It seemed that these men showed up from every village in all of Galilee and Judea, as well as Jerusalem. And the Lord's healing power was strongly with Jesus. And some men came carrying a paralyzed man on a sleeping mat. They tried to take him inside to Jesus, but they couldn't reach him because of the crowd. So they went up to the roof and took off some tiles and they lowered the sick man on his mat into the crowd right in front of Jesus. And seeing their faith, Jesus said to the man, young man, your sins are forgiven. But the Pharisees and teachers of religious law said to themselves, who does he think he is? This, that's blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say your sins are forgiven or stand up and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the, to the paralyzed man and said, Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And immediately as everyone watched, the man jumped up, picked up his mat, and went home praising God. And I think this is such an incredible, powerful story. There's so many things that we can learn from this story. And there, but I think that specifically there's three questions that come out of this story that I think might be questions we need to ask ourselves as well uh, when it comes to our mental health. So I'm going to go through three questions really quick on, I think, how we can actually just diagnose where we are. We can actually understand where we are at when it comes to our health. And so I'm going to go through these three questions. Number one, the first question is that we need to ask ourselves is this, what paralyzes you? 
Again, we don't get the full story of this paralyzed man. We don't know why he was paralyzed. Maybe he was born paralyzed. We don't know if his upbringing had brought it upon him. Maybe he had been, you know, got into an accident and it caused him. We don't know if he had a bad decision and it haunted him for his life. We don't know how he got paralyzed. But what we do know is we see the symptom of something, an outward expression of pain from the past. He was paralyzed and and it was an expression. It was actually showing the symptom that something was wrong, right? That's what it is. And I think we need to start to think about this in our own lives. What are the things in your life that are causing your anxiety? What are the things in your life causing your worry? What are the things in your life causing your depression? Again, anxiety and, and, and worry and stress, it's a symptom of something. What are the things that trigger you when it comes to anxiety? What is it that in your life that happens or that you do that's actually bringing anxiety into your life, bringing you back to a painful moment or a traumatic moment, the things that cause you to not be able to sleep at night? Anxiety is the symptom of something. What is causing you the most anxiety right now? What's triggering you right now? Maybe your past is causing you to live in so much fear right here in your present. Or you know, the things that, you know, the things that are keeping us up at night, are the things that are causing us to be so worried. And I want to encourage you in, with this is that the things that are keeping us up at night are the things we aren't trusting God to handle. So the question is, do you trust God with your finances? Do you trust God? with your health of your children? Do you trust God with your business? Do you trust God with your situation? Do you trust him to actually take care of you? You know, we need to learn how to trust God better. We need to learn how to trust him with our future. We need to learn how to trust him with our present. And we really need to learn how to trust God with our past. A lot of us, we've had so much brokenness within our story. We've had so much brokenness within our life. And it's causing a lot of problems. We need to learn how to trust God with every aspect of our life. I think the prayer that we need to learn to pray when it comes to anxiety, when it comes to our mental health is when our mental health is taking over our life, ask this, and this is the prayer we pray. We say, God, reveal what fear I have. Reveal to me what's paralyzing. Reveal to me the things I'm doing, the situations I'm putting myself in the decisions I'm making that are actually bringing more anxiety into my life reveal to me the fear that I actually have. Because oftentimes we don't know. We don't know what is causing us to be so anxious. We don't understand. Maybe it's some trauma from our past. We're not fully understanding what's actually happening. Then we don't actually know. And let God speak to you about your biggest fear. Let God speak to you about what's paralyzing. Let God speak to you about it. And learn your greatest fear. And then after we pray, reveal it, we say, bring the peace that I need into the deepest fear in my, of my life. Allow him, allow God to bring healing to you. Allow him to bring peace to you. Allow him to bring his presence to you. What is paralyzing you? And then number two is who's in your corner? You know, this man had people in his life who knew his issue. They knew his pain. They knew the fear that he may have had. 
They knew that he wanted healing. And of course, this man could have never gotten himself up onto a roof, ripped away the tile, and lowered himself to be at the feet of Jesus. He was stuck. Like he needed support in order to actually get into the presence of Jesus, in order to actually get the healing he needed. He actually needed to have people around him that could actually guide him and lead him and bring him to God. Healing is most often found through community. If he didn't let his friends bring him to the house, if he let his fear of being seen by people get in the way, he never would have found the healing that he desperately needed and was desperately looking for. How many of us have gotten so guarded that we don't let people help us? We don't let other people into our story. We, allow, we don't allow other people into our pain. We've guarded ourselves so much that vulnerability is out the window and we're, we've built up so many walls around ourselves that we're actually struggling alone and nobody knows what we need. You know, this man needed for his friends to actually do whatever it took to get him into the presence of Jesus because he couldn't do it by himself. I think the healing that we need, it's probably not going to come when you're by yourself. It's going to come through community. It's going to come through connection. It's going to come through family. The healing you need. And we have to ask the question, who is in my corner? If you ever watch, you know, boxing or UFC, you see fighters, they fight, but they have people in their corner. They have people telling them what they see. They're helping them prepare for the fight. They're saying, hey, what if you do this? What if you try this? Coaching them from the corner. Do you have people in your life that you let in and help you in the middle of the struggle? Do you have people that, are, that will stand with you in the middle of your deepest fear, that will stand with you in the middle of your mental health crisis and be a shoulder to cry on, be a person to be there with you in your hardest moment? Who is in your corner? Do you think that you're so tough that you can figure it out on your own? Are you so paralyzed that you don't even allow people in? They say, hey, I want to help you. You say, no, I'm good. I'm just going to sit here by myself. No, we need people. Anxiety and worry and stress and panic attacks are causing so many of us excruciating pain, yet nobody knows. We haven't even told our wife about us not sleeping at night because we're having panic attacks. We haven't even told our husband that we cry all day because we're so tired and so alone. Our mental health has to be our priority. We have to talk about it. We, we will only get the healing that we need when the darkest parts of our soul are brought into the light. You want to attack anxiety in your life? Build a bigger army around you to help you fight. We have to talk about it. Who is in your corner willing to carry you and do whatever it takes to help you find healing? And then the third question is this, is what's, what is my medicine? I'm sure this man searched, right? He searched far and wide, I'm sure. Like if it was me, I'm struggling, I'm paralyzed, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I'm gonna try and find a doctor that can help me walk. I'm gonna try and find a doctor that can help me, you know, do, do the things. I'm gonna try and do whatever it took. But we don't know what he did to try and find healing, but that's what I would have done. 
I would have tried almost anything, talked to pretty much anyone, tried all the medicine that I could get my hands on, the trial stuff that was available, yet he never found the healing yet. This man and his friends hear that Jesus is in town, right? Jesus is here. And they think, you know what, let's try. (laughs) You know, what harm is it going to be? What if we get in front of Jesus and we look for healing and it doesn't come? Yeah, but what if it does? This man's medicine was Jesus, the one who forgave his sins before he healed his body. The greatest miracle we will ever receive is is salvation through Jesus. That's the greatest miracle we will ever receive. And they did, his friends did whatever it took to get him into the presence of Jesus. They ripped a hole in a roof of a house to get this man to Jesus. What medicine are you using? You know, medicine is great, and I'm so grateful for modern medicine. I wouldn't be here today if we didn't have modern medicine. My mom and brother would have died in childbirth, and I wouldn't be here. I'm ex- I love modern mem- medicine. But also, what brings you cheer? What brings joy to your heart? We need to do the things in our life that are going to bring us long-term joy, not a small amount of dopamine in a moment. Alcohol might help you in a moment, but you're going to wake up the next day in worse shape than you were the day before. Your problem didn't go away. You just have a night that you didn't remember, and now you're sick. What medicine are you using in your life? Jesus has to be the medicine. The medicine that we use matters. And often the medicine we need is not the medicine we want. How much sleep are you getting every night? What kind of food are you putting in your body? What do you do just before you go to bed? Are you watching the news? Are you scrolling Facebook and seeing how horrible things are in our life? What exercise routines do you follow? Do you just go to sleep after watching the news or after binge watching Squid Games? And then you wonder why you're not sleeping at night. Well, you wonder why you're waking up anxious. You wonder why you're so stressed out. What you put inside of you matters. It matters. Because why? Because if we're using the wrong medicine, it's like putting a Band-Aid on an open wound. It's not going to do anything. Two of the most important times of the day when it comes to dealing with our mental health are first thing in the morning and just before you go to bed. What you put in your mind just before you get you go to bed will come out. If you're filling your mind with fear, if you're watching things that are going to bring fear in your life, you cannot be surprised when you're always scared, when anxiety is so present. You can't be surprised because you're the one filling your body, filling your mind With so much fear, no wonder you can't sleep at night. If we fill ourselves with things that trigger us to anxiety, we can't be surprised when anxiety is what we're dealing with and what we're facing. Before you go to bed, fill yourself with something that brings peace, not anxiety. Read the scriptures. Spend time in prayer. Have a conversation with your friend. Call your mom. Call your dad. Write in your journal. Do whatever it takes to get off the internet, get off technology, and spend time with Jesus. If you want more peace in your life, 
Jesus is where you're going to get it. He has to be our medicine. And when we give our lives to Jesus, we often think that everything will get better. And in most ways, this is true. But oftentimes, things actually get worse because we think that we have to be okay now and no good Christian struggles. No good follower of Jesus has struggles. You say, you think, I can't share my struggle. I can't share that I'm depressed. I can't share my anxiety. Why? Because then people are going to judge me. So we hold it in. We think I'm going to be judged, not loved, and so I'm not going to share my story. If people only knew the inner turmoil I was facing, they wouldn't want to be friends with me. They wouldn't want to have me in their lives. This is a lie that we tell ourselves. I want you to hear me right now. Yes, you're struggling, but Jesus loves you. Jesus cares about you. He loves you no matter what. He gave his life for you. He loves you. And do you know who knows your pain? Do you know who knows what it's like to be anxious and stressed and worried? That's Jesus. When he's in the garden, he's sweating blood because he's so stressed out. He knows the fear. He knows the pain. He knows the anxiety that you're facing. He knows. I want to encourage you when it comes to your mental health, do not fight by yourself. Bring someone, bring a team, bring an army to fight alongside you. You are stronger together than you are alone. We can fight longer and, and harder. We can go farther together than we can alone because we carry the burden together. Allow Jesus into the darkest part of your soul, the darkest part of your mind. We can learn how to breathe again. We can push worry back and push back against fear and learn to breathe in and breathe out and find healing. The three questions I want to encourage you to ask yourself when it comes to your mental health, number one is what paralyzes me? Number two is who is in my corner? And then number three, what is my medicine? I want to encourage you to ask yourself these three questions and be real about it and write down the answers and think about it. Go through this with somebody else. But do not fight by yourself. Bring somebody to fight alongside of you. And we can finally start to be aggressive against our mental health. You know, and I believe that you can do this. And I believe that we can do this together. Thank you for joining us today for the Known Podcast. We have new content coming out every Wednesday. So make sure to come back next week for a new episode. If you haven't yet, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Known Podcast. And follow us on your favorite podcast platform. See you next week.